Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We're on the air on Tuesday, not our normal day, but we do have a caller in the queue. We're going to get to you momentarily, 803. Thanks for waiting. Um, first, we want to let you know how to reach us. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. We invite our callers and our listeners to join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic, whereby you may follow us as well. And if you want to reach us directly, 562-596-7818 is the number to call, 562-596-7818 after the show if you'd like to have further conversation. But for the show, again, 914-338-0164 is our call-in number, and 803 has been waiting a while. Hi. Hello? Are you there? Hey, can you hear me? Well, can you what? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me put it all, take it off speaker. Oh, God. 76. Can you hear the bell? Yeah, there's just yelling in the background. <laughs> Sounds oh, like some trouble. <laughs> okay. All right, can you hear me? You can hear you, yes. But there's some distra- background noise. We, we, hear a, we hear a lady okay. in the background. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's not too happy. Okay. Is that your mom? Oh, one of my neighbors. Oh, oh your neighbor? Oh, my God. That sounds well, like... Yeah, I'm outside now. Yeah, I've been going through a rough time. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I'm sorry. I know that he I did something he said something after that. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. You're going to be here or I, I didn't Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of depressed and overwhelmed. Oh, I'm sorry. We're sorry about I that. Believe, you know. What's going on? I've got a lot on man. Huh? I'm just okay. Yeah, but he's forty five years old, so he's on a multiple of his master number by nine. Okay, so what's going on? Well, I got to take care of my mother. My girlfriend moved out, met somebody Wait. else. I don't think she likes me that much. I got like her. Okay. Just stressed out. It, it's, it, it takes a lot taking care of somebody. I've been doing it for two years, and I'm just burnt out. I don't know what to do. Yeah. My girlfriend was helping me, but she stopped helping, and then she left. I met somebody else, but I 
think it's going to work out. I'm, I'm What's her birthday? Do you know her birthday? Oh, birthday? No, I'm, I don't know her birthday, no. You don't? And your girlfriend moved out, but that, that was kind of a unhealthy relationship, as it were, and she and your mother didn't get along, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Right. So, I mean, it's difficult when there's a breakup, but I think going forward, you're in a, you're better off with that relationship. Uh, we didn't break up. She just moved out, man. But I met break somebody up. else. I met somebody so you're else. Still with her? You're still in the relationship with her? Kind of, sort of. I mean, but I met somebody else, and I want to know how that's going to work out. Well, it would be helpful to have a birthday, Chris. I mean, you know, calling the show. Well, that have a birthday. I know she's a Libra. That's all I know. So she's I born like September? She's like 25. I'm 45. So. She's 25 years old? Yeah. Uh, and what's her situation in life? Is she? Does she have a job? Does she go to school? Does she... She has a job. She has a job. She has a job. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of couples that have a large age difference, and they work, you know, they, they, their relationships work. As far as this person goes, I'm not getting a great vibe about the relationship working out. But, right. Meaning. Meaning. Um, it's, yeah, you're going, Chris. You're going in and out, so we're hearing like every other word. It's difficult. You got to talk right into the phone. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? That's yeah. So much better. Okay. What did you tell? Yeah, him? I just want to know what's going on. Am I going to get a break because I'm about to have a nervous breakdown? I feel it coming, and it's going to be bad. And I want to know how can I prevent that. Because I feel like I don't have no avenues. I'm broke. I'm trapped. Um, Now my girl left. And now this new one, she's not really interested like I am. And I'm just stressed out. I don't want to do nothing, you know. He's a caretaker for his mother who's disabled. And now he has less help because the girlfriend moved out. But he's still with the girlfriend, sort of. Which... Um, well, you know, uh, Chris, number one, you've got to, sometimes we have to adjust our energies to cope with things that are harsher. So your reality is that things are getting worse. And on the one level, what you have to say is I'm not dying. This isn't going to kill me. I don't have a fatal disease. Now that this is to limit what you're experiencing, but your energy level is going to have to accommodate the surrounding elements around your life. And they'll only be temporary. This will all change in time. This is not your permanent, you know, uh, attitude. It will change. You're going to if you give it time, yeah, things will mellow out. Things will mellow out. So as far as your situation with your mother and your caretaking, I mean, is there any 
any, did you, did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No. Uh, is there any additional help that you're able to get maybe through uh, government stipends, um, you know, no. for, a, for a home health care person? Does she have, I mean, does her, dis, are you sure that her disability benefits might, might not have additional coverage for something like that? So she gets some health care. I just called, we live right next door to a nursing home, and they're supposed to come out, but we don't have insurance, and they want $20 an hour, and we just can't afford yeah, it. Yeah, but she's on disability, right? She's on disability, yeah. and you have disability yeah. insurance, too? Right. I would get in touch with a disability representative because I, in my, don't we know somebody who has, like, money for home health care? from insurance yeah yeah you might I, well i don't know you, I, I don't know, know where it comes from i don't know if it's social what? security because she was employed this person we're thinking of and now obviously is not but she was a, an employee of a, a government agency in fact so there may be additional money she gets of course because of her job but i'm just trying to think what might what there might be available to you um, as far as government assistance, because there's got to be, there's got to be some aid. What state are you in again? South Carolina. South Carolina. And you're, so your only income is disability from the state, correct? Right. But that's permanent. It's permanent. But as far, so what, what I'll do for you, Chris, is I'm going to look to see if I can find anything in the state of Southern California for people with disability benefits that might allow a home health care person to come in and give you some kind of uh, benefit for that. Well, so you South, South Carolina, not Southern California. No, I said South Carolina. You didn't hear me correctly. Oh. So, so I'll do that you can call back on like in a week or something. And then um, I'll have an answer for you on that note, but going on into the reading, going forward, go ahead, Neil, you can. Well, I mean, you know, you're saying you're heading towards a nervous breakdown, Um, but you know, uh, Chris, I, I, I don't, I don't think the universe is, is doing all this so you could destroy yourself. I think it's. I think there's a certain kind of karma you came into the world with that you have to cope with. I do see things getting better, so don't jump the gun on this one because things will improve. So, so if your girlfriend left you for another guy, well, another guy. Huh? She said she got. just moved home because she was tired of helping me take care of my mother. Yeah, but. But, but we may be able to find somebody in a healthier position to t- help you take care of your mom. Yeah, because we've always advised him to get break up with a girlfriend, and he hasn't. He stayed with the really in the relationship, and she 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 put a lot of pressure on you to marry her, right? And you didn't want to make that commitment, and so there was constant bickering between the two of you. So it wasn't a healthy relationship. She may have helped you with your mother and that took some stress off you, but in the long run, the relationship isn't healthy and you're still holding on to the relationship because you're saying you're still in a relationship with her, even though she moved out. 
I mean, I mean, but I met somebody else. But you met somebody else. Right. Well, this girl that's 25 years old, um, what's, the, can, what's the condition of your relationship with her? Is she agreeable to help you with your mother? No, I just met her. She's kind of oh. standoff. <laughs> oh, okay. Very standoff. Very standoff. Okay, so the healthy, you know, maybe that will go somewhere, uh, Chris. Right now, the healthy thing is uh, we got to get you out of this zone where you think you're going to have a nervous breakdown because you don't need to have that. No. You don't need to have that. Right now, you need to be a little bit stronger. And I know that you have your own conditions you have to deal with. But right now, if we can keep you stronger, we can get to a better place in your life because that's what's coming forward. Let's think about the positive for a moment. You got a car, right? The right. car is working. Yeah, it's finally um, working out. You now have transportation, so that's something that's improved in your life. Right. Because before you were walking everywhere. So there actually oh, yeah. have been blessings. You've got to focus on that. I mean, I know it's difficult, but that's one plus. Now you you have transportation, you can do your errands, do whatever, you know, go to your doctor's appointments, take your mother to her doctor's appointments with the car. So that's one stress that's taken out of your life. Um, As far as your mental state, is it the pressure of taking care of your mother or the loss of your girlfriend? That's the biggest. Well, it's a lot of stress taking care of my mother because I'm a banking call. Like, every five minutes, she's screaming my name at the top of her lungs. I can't really go nowhere because she'll roll out the bed, uh, uh, stuff, like, stuff like that. And it's yeah. like I have my own life. I feel like I don't have an identity anymore. Well, you do and have I, an identity. You do have an identity. Just right now, you've been, your whole life has been consumed with this caretaking, so it's difficult for you to do anything for yourself. Not frustrating, I'm sure. Um, was he was doing some play? Weren't you doing some theater or something? Production? Oh yeah, about that. They they kept rescheduling it, and they rescheduled it. And I came and I sat in the room, and nobody else showed up. And they called the sheriff to get me out of the room. So I don't think I'm gonna be going back. They I mean, called. Are you kidding me? Sure, because I was in one of the private rooms oh. at the library where we do the table reads, and nobody else showed up, and I was sitting in there for a while. And some girl with green hair was staring at me, like gave me a real mean look. And then later on, the sheriff came and made me leave. And I thought I was going to quit, but I guess I don't know if I'm quitting or not. Well, I think what we have, I think what we have to focus on is getting you some assistance with uh, caretaking. Right. Because that, I think, is possible. I get a pretty good vibe about that. Yeah, and right now, as we're talking, I'm, uh, I'm looking, and there are services in your state, South Carolina. Um, the South Carolina Department on Aging is what I'm looking at. I'll, I'll give them a call, but you can okay. also look this up, Chris. But I, I'll call you. Like, I'm sorry? The Council on Aging, I think it's called. 
It's the Department on Aging, and there's no, a website. It's aging.sc.gov, and there's all kinds of programs. Family caregiver support. Uh, over 770,000 family caregivers in South Carolina provide 737 million hours of free services to their chronically ill, disabled, or elderly ones each year, blah, 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 blah. And it sounds like... There are programs that help to um, lessen the burden of caregiving on you. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's difficult. There's a lot to read. So you would have to call, but I can also call and see if there's anything. So there we go. We already found something that quickly. Okay, thanks. What about this 25-year-old? Should I just let it go all the way? Yeah, or- yeah. I mean, I mean. You know, I probably would, you know, let it flow the way it is. You know, I wouldn't be, you know, it's, it's, Chris, I don't know how realistic it is. I don't think she's, you know, I don't think she's evil or anything. I, I don't, I believe you'll be in a relationship. I don't know if it will be with her, but you'll be in one. But as far as she's concerned, you know, I, I wouldn't put a lot of effort and time into it if I were you. Right. If she really cares for you, she'll gravitate towards you, you know. Um, uh, but don't worry. If you're worried about being in a relationship in your lifetime, you'll, you'll be in one. Your energy shows me that you'll be in a relationship. So don't worry about that. It will, it will come. What's, you'll, be a, you'll, you'll experience it. We, we've gotten the birth date of your girlfriend before, the one that left. What is it again? It's um, 10 Okay. So she holds your, I mean, in her first, in her month and day, it's your, it's your, your six in your year, also 24 in your day is a six. Hold on, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got an eight over here and a 13, 14, five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 16, it's a 14, 30 plus 30. interchangeable. Yeah, the year, the car, yeah. I mean, you know, I, what, what your relationship with your girlfriend was a karmic relationship. You were meant to be with her for a while. So it shows yeah. us that in this, in this lifetime, you have relationship uh, energy. That's going to be throughout your lifetime, Chris. It's interesting, too, Chris, because you. Your 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 month is a twelve. That's in one plus two is three, which is her master number. Your day is twenty four. That's two plus four, is, which is six. Um, oh, wait a second. No, that's your your year. I was thinking it was his master number. He died. So no, I was thinking you held both of the master numbers in your in your in your day. I mean, you kind of do twelve two in five. Yeah, but but you know, I wouldn't. Of course, you're older concerned. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, I wouldn't panic about it. Say that one more time. I can hear you. I said, as far as the twenty-five year old is concerned, you know, if it, it just let it. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, if it works, if it if it flows and stays with you, fine. If it doesn't, I wouldn't panic about it. Um, okay. I, 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 you know, don't stress over her. What we got to do, you know, what we have to do in this reading is follow what Kristen found for you. We got to get you some help 
with your mother. So, and there's just, just to let you know, uh, Chris, what they do is give a grant for caregiving services. And they say the average grant is $460. I would, um, you know, the best thing for you to do, I mean, me calling may not get anywhere. You should call. I I found this and you should call. Can you write down what she, what she said? Can you write it down? So the interesting thing, backing up to the girlfriend, she holds his master number in her day for 14. Is not, both of them. Okay. So, um, okay. You've got to go, you've got to. So spell it for him. So it's, um, it's the South Carolina Department on Aging. And the program okay. you're going to look at when you go to that website is the fan, I believe, hold on just a sec, uh, Family Caregiver Support. Okay. And um, they give grants. So, you know, you're saying that the the – the convalescent home or whatever adjacent to you charges twenty dollars an hour. Um, right. but if you had a grant of four hundred sixty dollars, at least there would be some hours of health care where you might be able to leave the house and and do some things for yourself and get a break, um, which right. will help your state of mind for sure. So I would Sweet. definitely get in touch with this agency. I'm trying to see if there's a phone number, but I don't. I don't see a phone number. Um, yes, there's a phone number. It's so, 800. Hold on, let me write. Okay. 800 868 9095. And again, it's 868 9095. Wait, 9095. Okay. Okay. One hundred eight oh five ninety ninety five. No. No. Eight hundred eight oh oh eight six eight nine zero nine five. Repeat it back to yeah. us. Yeah, I'll call. We'll repeat the number because you didn't have it right the first time. Okay, it's eight hundred eight six eight ninety ninety five. Yeah, and you want to let them know that you're wondering about what kind of uh, the family caregiver support yeah, benefit. I'm on the phone. Okay. And, uh, okay, you know, there's other, there's other programs, so there may be other things that can help. I don't know. You'd have to look through the website. But, um, so you see it. I'm going to got to take out a wheelchair and put it on the bed. Um, huh? We see things getting better, so don't freak out. Don't panic right now. This is not the time oh. for, that, for that note. You're an actor. You put out your strength, your strength energy. You've got to be strong here. Expect good things to come in. This is the scene where you come to the plate and hit a home run. So we want to get you into that zone so you can start to get a better life. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Okay. Yeah, good luck. And let us know what happens, okay? Seriously. Okay. Call the number, and we want you to follow up with us when you find out more information, okay? 
Okay. Right. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Bye. You know, uh, the um, when you go back in time and you look at uh, seers and uh, psychics, we need to go back to. We I, thought to you meant, I thought you were talking about Sears, the department store. I was like, yeah, where are you go going with time, this? Sears, Roebuck, and company. <laughs> I was like, what the hell uh, is going on uh, here? Okay. The the ancient psychics would often they they just didn't perform, if you will, and and highlight things about a person's life to impress that person that they knew certain details. What they what they how they originated was that they would give warnings they would provide protection uh and so they were more they were somewhat they were guides that had a special ability to offer other services for like you said protection um predictions that might yeah. help to uh, protect the people that they were giving the predictions to. Yeah, oracles. They, they were able to see things. So a lot of them, a lot of uh, sailors would, would seek their advice on their voyages and things like that. Even the, uh, on the ship, they would have uh, the, the carved element of a, of a spiritual guide. And that's where the mermaids and things appeared on at the what at the helm of the ship or whatever. But then it got to a point where magic became part of the energy, and the magic was connected to the earth. So you had like witches and sorcerers and people making potions and and starting to influence an, a person's energy. And this goes back to a lot of that a lot of the African tribes, well, yeah, I was going to say voodoo, voodoo, things like that. Um, and so there was a certain element of influence that became involved. But there's confusion in that because dark magic came into play in that regard. So uh, there's a lot of spell casting that goes on where darker spirits are conjured essentially to help to uh, gain certain results, you know, from the spell that's being cast, but then you're getting into a darker element, which is not exactly what you want to do. Yeah. And this goes back to medieval times. This is something that's, that's a, a certain, it goes back to ancient literature. So there's nothing new about the element of uh, what a, you know, the overall broad term of what a psychic does. A psychic psychs out energy. They have an ability to perceive things beyond the ordinary senses. And then from there, there are certain branches as to what psychics do. And of course, you know, there's controversy over it. Not to mention whether the person is effective, right? Effective, because there are a lot of people that will say, you know, oh well, you know, Archangel Michael is here with me right now, and you've got legions of angels protecting you, and really the connection is, you know, questionable. So you have to be very careful about yeah. who you trust, because there's a lot of people out there claiming to 
there's a lot of people out there claiming to have these connections. And really, it is not common that an individual is going to have a strong spiritual connection right. with, you know, you know angels, and, and, guides, etc. It takes, I mean, work throughout many different lifetimes to reach that level. Yeah. I mean, in essence, language is cheap. You, you can say whatever you want and it won't cost a thing. We have a tongue and we have a brain and we can say whatever we want. And that includes not just psychics, but it includes politicians and doctors and lawyers and guides and any, anybody on the face of the earth. Language is cheap, but there's an accountability to a language. So you have to back up what you say. And, there, and that's, that's of vital importance. So when you're dealing in the element of the astral realm and you've got certain um, other characteristics that you have to deal with, if someone says, well, my guide tells me or the angels tell me, that may be true. But there's always an ounce of prevention in terms of believing wholeheartedly in anything because there's always some issue of doubt gray area the best of, of psychic well the other thing too is a person that is connected to darker spirits can affect energy i mean so i mean there are people that may say that they're working with light and you know angels and so on and so forth and that they have power to uh to make changes in a person's life and they're really not effective. There's that category, but there's the category of others that are working with darker spirits and can affect change. But ultimately that has a detrimental effect on not only the subject, but the person that's actually working with those darker spirits. Two words, very difficult words, but one is clarification and the other one is premonition and then follow through. So a, a good psychic clarifies. They get clarity. They start to see things and explain things. And then there's premonitions about how things will occur. And then there's follow through. The, the, the strongest opponent to those three factors is karma. Karma can overrule any reading. And when we say karma, we're, we're basically talking about that above any human being, there's a higher presence, the creator, whatever you want to call it, that will, can override anything a human being says. Now, in my experience, you can appeal to a higher source. That's why we pray to God. We appeal. We, we, seek, we seek some sort of support from something outside in that realm. And, of course, if you are fortunate enough to connect to an authentic psychic, they serve as a mediator. So they're a a mediator to the process of following through on something that may be adjustable to karma or is rather just destiny. So in that regard, well, and, and in terms of a destiny line, when we're talking about destiny versus karmic destiny, those are two very different things. And those who have destiny are rarer than those of us that have karmic destiny that, you know, are in certain situations because of karma and those situations are fixed. However, a good psychic can help to shift karma for an individual and help to clear it so that they're able to, you know, 
free themselves of whatever karmic burdens that they have and, and maybe have um, a little bit of release in their lives. Right. You know, when we go back to the biblical story, God gave us free choice. It, it, what, there was something beyond just being an operation of God that just is, has no autonomy outside of God. So God, as a human being, for human beings, God gave human beings the ability to have choice. Then there became persuasion in terms of choice. And that became a moralistic issue about doing right or wrong, good and evil. So now duality was established in the condition of the human mind. We have a duality. We make choices. We make choices. Like Chris was saying, you know, I feel like we're going to have a nervous breakdown. Or when people say, you know, I'm, I, I just don't want to go on. I'm going to commit suicide. We have choices to make in life. And then we have the ability of persuasion. Now, persuasion, you know, an ethical psychic or, or a priest or a pastor or a rabbi will use persuasion in the attitude of spirituality, giving people hope, um, counseling people, giving them comfort. Psychiatrists do it. Friends do it. This well, is what happens. Psychologists probably more than psychiatrists. Psychiatrists right. essentially prescribe medications and don't do a lot of uh, talk therapy. Right. But anyway, right. I mean, there are exceptions to that rule. But anyway, I'm but getting off the, the point here. The idea that we have this ability and then we have the ability to sway energy. One of the great swayers of energy was in Julius Caesar. Not only was a prediction made, beware the Ides of March, which was That's shouted from the crowd, to Caesar well, that's pertaining it. to his assassination. But wow. then Mark Anthony came in and swayed the audience about Julius Caesar's death. So it was a beautiful display in the English language about the ability to use both prediction and persuasion to accommodate the masses, to accommodate the mindset of whether it's an individual or individuals making up a crowd. So, you know, it, 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 there is a fine line between making a prediction and saying this is what's going to happen and then getting into the element of deciding whether there is a decision made in terms of free choice or prayer. We're all under that kind of guideline of energy. Did we lose something? No, no, no. I just have to. The, the, sometimes, if there's no um, activity on the laptop, it will require a password entry again. Oh. So no, there's nothing going on. We had another caller, but the caller dropped prior to the show beginning. So. Oh, I see. So we're just talking at this point. Well. Good. They apply the Ides of March. You know, now they say that where the Ides of March, and that yeah, I think it was March 17th. Yeah, but that, I, I'm not sure what date it was. But now, now they, I think it was the 15th. But they, yeah, the 15th. 15th um, yeah. But they refer to it, you know, as I mean, the Ides of March are now like taxes, <laughs> even though taxes aren't till April. But they yeah. say beware the Ides of March, and that's you know the definition is somewhat changed of that phrase or whatever. Anyway. Well, it's always, uh, I, I find it, it 
most interesting and challenging when, whenever you're set to read a person's energy as to determine what is destiny and what is up for choice. Sometimes destiny provides circumstances, and so that's locked in, but then the energy thereafter can be a matter of choice. So we're not always, when, when something is destined, it doesn't mean that there has to be a conclusion to it that is also part of destiny. Um, so when, 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 for the most part, many of us are under the element of free choice. Thank God we have free choice in the world. We get to operate on our own energy levels. Now, if karma gets locked in, and there's nothing we can do about it, and fate takes us to a certain energy that may have a good conclusion or a bad conclusion. Like death? <laughs> then it's inevitable. It, it has to be played out. You know, and then what happens is the attitude of energy. And sometimes fate is interesting because sometimes in life fate is spontaneous. It's spontaneous. Imagine somebody living 35 years on the planet, and in one instant of time, they see a child in the street, and they dash into the street and toss that child under the sidewalk, and they're run over by the car in place of the child. Now, in many respects, that could be destiny. You know, how many times do we hear about good, solid people tragically taken from the earth? in the service of helping others. Right, but it can also be a choice. It can be a choice too. So every time in life we have these choices that we have to be alert to, and we should never take anything, anything for granted. And that includes as something as small as entering an intersection. But I mean, if we're talking about a choice in, in, in regard to saving a child's life and sacrificing one's own, making that choice could ultimately lead to, you know, an end to the earthly existence because of the sacrifice that was made. I mean, depending on the individual's karma, of course. But that's a great sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Charles Dickens, Tale of Two Cities, a far better thing I do. I give my life for others. Uh, he went to the guillotine. Uh, so that the two lovers could be together. If, well, you know, it. It w- we have these choices we have to make, and life isn't. Life isn't the foundation of life. Is that yes, we we are allowed the pursuit of liberty and comfort, and that's all part of the part of existence. But there was never a promise that life was going to be easy. And so it's obviously for some people it's more difficult than others. Yeah, and that's why we we take uh, Chris and I take every call with with adequate consideration because someone calling with a life and death situation and someone calling just to under, just to see if their house is going to get sold or not everything I think everything has importance to it and nothing is too trivial right uh, and i mean when we talk about that you know someone may call with a with a crisis and then a, a call may come in about something that's not as much of a crisis but you know someone selling a house could lead 
to their death in another location. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 difficult. You know, you can't judge a uh, a call by the content of it necessarily because you know we you don't know what choices someone makes, how it's going to impact, or they don't know. We know, but they don't know how choices are going to necessarily impact their lives in the future. So it's important for a psychic to give an accurate read, even if the question seems trivial. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Because of, Sorry, yeah, you know, I don't mean to uh, cut, in, cut you in, off. Uh, in, in selling a house, you know, if a person sells a house and they move into another house and they fall down the steps and break their neck in that house, I mean, a, a good psychic is supposed to explain maybe why there are delays or, or, or necessarily speaking why someone needs to sell their home or if there is a certain energy field. And that's why also uh, Chris and I study chakras because every chakra has its story. Every chakra in our body is a novel. The first chakra for the foundation of the, of the earth your home, how, how, how stable Simply you are, you, are yeah. you know, a house built on a rock. It, it's, the, the illusions are everywhere. And the second chakra, of course, is relationship. And God knows relationships can be beautiful and they can be fatal. So the energy involved in that is a sort of, what else, like an MRI you know, you're 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 going you're you're examining the internal structure of a person's psyche, which a machine can't do, which leads us to the third eye and the wisdom of that eye, the ability to see into a person's soul and God willing to be able to see things that are beyond normal comprehension. And that's you no know, best. It's, there's all kinds of contingencies in that, and no one should say that they're 100% accurate. Well, no one can be 100% accurate unless they're God. Right. But, but in terms of, of seeing things played out, you know, sort of like if you see a movie and you're talking to someone who hasn't seen the movie and they never will see the movie, and you describe the movie to them because you've seen it, well, now think of, oh, you only saw half the movie, or you missed a certain scene in the movie. Well, that's sort of what psychics do. When they see a vision, it can be as sure as them describing a movie or a book to someone, something they saw. And so there's a very interesting word, eyewitness, which is a sort of... Uh, Innuendo of double uh, Yeah, exactly. I, I E or the letter I. I witness. Now, if you use E Y E, that really means the I is witness to a scene. I witness, and witness comes wit comes with intelligence. So it's the ability to see and intellectualize events without the, any attitude of passion or, or uh, opinion. It's objective. It's eyewitness. Now, a, a psychic, when the psychic's really running hot and they're seeing things, 
They are eyewitness to events, whether they were past and can be validated present and also validated or something in the future. There's always the process of eyewitness that's involved in the uh, interpretation of what one sees. Now, what makes it difficult is that when you're looking at the future, a, a psychic can open, it can be open-ended. It's not a close plot. In other words, there can be a choice. Well, well that's, that's where we talk about creative destiny rather than a karmic fixed destiny or a true destiny situation. Right. And, and it's a sort of a gamble. It's like betting. I mean, our, our ability to wager the odds, whether they're going to be positive or negative, would command a psychic to look at the options and, if lucky enough, see what each option will bring. You know, uh, I had a difficult situation back there where I said there was one, this guy was trying to decide between two women. And he really didn't love, he wasn't really in love. Are you talking about yourself again? Yeah. (laughs) He he really didn't love this one woman. But I said, "If if you marry her, you will have a long life with her. But it won't be exciting. It will just be stable and a long life. He goes, what about the other woman? That is my sweetheart. That's my soulmate. And I said, unfortunately, if you marry her, your relationship with her will be short because she will die of cancer. <sighs> but, but, and, but you will have had that experience with her, and you will be with her, and you will have to suffer through it. So what did he end up doing? He took to, chose to cancer. Yeah, I mean, that would be the, uh, the life that yeah. I would choose personally. And sure enough, it happened. It happened. That's tragic. I mean, really. But sometimes, you know, you take the bitter with the To sweet. know that ahead of time, I mean, really, for him, must have been very difficult. Right. But you see, it, the destiny was in the choice. But it, it, it was destiny that he, had to, he was choosing between the two. Destiny that he was choosing, and there was a destiny that she would die. Yeah. So he, he, I mean, so he had, it, it was destiny. He was, you know, like Sophie's choice. He had, he had to, he, he had the ability to make, now he could have walked away. But he could have walked away, yeah, exactly. But that wasn't part of the, our program. He, he was locked in trying to make a decision. And I did say to him, you, you, you don't have to be with either one. He goes, no. But he was dead set on being with the one he was in love with. That's but when, sad. when I told him that she would die of cancer, and, you know, I think he was with her for about five years. Uh, you mean after after the prediction? Did but, she was she made aware of her? No, she didn't. There she was didn't, nothing. She didn't. There was nothing. She didn't know. No, no. no he kept it from knew. her. He no. didn't tell her that he consulted yeah, no, the psychic. He didn't tell her. Wow. And at the time that the reading took place, she was healthy. But you know, um, but he made a decision, and and. I don't know. I, I lost contact with them. This was 30 years ago. So I, I, had, I wasn't even born yet. No, you weren't even born yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're 18. And, well, uh, I should be in jail. Yeah. But, uh, 
But um, you're the one who likes to reveal your age constantly. Uh, what gives you credibility being a senior? Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, sometimes the decisions wow. are very, very tough to make. Um, but they can be as real as anything. I told one gal that she was going to have, she was going to open up a, I told her about the name of some, I told her about the name of some pub. I didn't even know what I was talking about, but I said, well, you're going to get hurt and you'll see this name. It's like the story. Fox or something. And she went to England, she broke her leg and she looked up and she saw the name of this pub. And she ended up that buying it? Name, and she ended up buying it. It's so interesting Weird. that it would intersect with a, you know, a physical injury, her obtaining, a, you know, buying a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's a strange dichotomy there. She breaks her leg, but then ends up buying the pub that she breaks her leg in front of. Yeah. Strange there's karma. There's a certain... Um, you know, when we get into the attitude of how the psyche is is segmented into physicality, mentality, spirituality, we have certain layers of energy that hold that each hold their own uh, content. So breaking a leg is, is a form of physical energy, of course, and that may be karmic. But but the the attitude that it formulated still into the first chakra because it became the foundation of her business. So I'm breaking her leg, and had she not broken her leg then, she would have never noticed the sign. Uh, in breaking her leg, she also exchanged that for a different formation of the first chakra, which was uh, formulating a business. And, and she did call me and tell me about the story, and then thereafter, you know, there was no need for me, but she did want to tell me that that was a true thing that happened. So how does that appear on the screen of the psychic's mind? I don't know. Some things are just, the the impressions are so strong that there's just no, no, it's not a matter of choice. It's a matter of just being spontaneous. You see things and then you describe them. With, with uh, you know, with our caller, Chris, I mean, when you woke up this morning, did you know you're going to be looking up for South Carolina, um, uh, you know, helping somebody maybe with their mother? But yet, that was maybe destiny. You didn't know it when you woke up, but there How was. do you know what I knew when I woke up? I had a dream about this. Oh, you did? No, just kidding. But there are some times that, you know, we know, I know, you know, someone's going to call, something yeah. might happen. It it doesn't always happen that way. No, I didn't know Chris was going to call or have any, any vibe about him today. No. Um, but there, there we have it. That's what happened. But sometimes it does, uh, you know. It comes in, you know, before a vision or a, a vibration that someone's going to call or something's going to happen. So it just depends. It depends. Yeah, I, you know, it it's weird when in the business of being a psychic, you're sort of in the attitude of 
waiting on spirit. Because you make yourself available by the business of being a psychic. I'm talking about the lifestyle. Right, you're you're available. Right, you're available to people who are in need, and it's it's kind of a a a lifetime commitment to being available for those people. I mean, it's it's really the foremost element in our lives is is being there for people. That's kind of number one. Describing to a person. I give readings to that. You're, a, a psychic doesn't really, in, in a sense, a psychic doesn't really have their own life. Their energies are exposed to the lives of others. So, at least in my position, I, I just don't, I'm not preoccupied with my own thoughts. My head goes to the energy and lives of others. And so the constant radar is always on, on cue. But there is, but yeah, but there's something to be said about that. So, you know, in in that regard, when someone is constantly attuned to the needs of others and there's a requirement to be constantly attuned to the needs of others in order to, um, in order to wrap up your life on the physical plane, I mean, there's a great requirement if you want to get out of the, get off the planet. Some people, you know, get to do it by saving a child's life and being killed doing so. You know, that's the way, their way out. Others have to be um, in the mode of service. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's different ways to to achieve or, or achieve isn't the right word, but to transcend. Um, but it always takes a great sacrifice, whether it means sacrificing your own personal pleasure or actually sacrificing your life literally. Um, so it's true. I mean, some, some oh, we have like, a call. We have a caller. Oh, we have a caller. Let's yeah, we have a caller with call. little time. I don't know what you're going to say. We're going to say something. Oh, no, let's get to... We have little time, but we'll take the caller because we've had so few conversations today. Five one five's on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's your name? Jen. Jen. Yeah. Hi, Jen. Hello. Are you on the East Coast? Is this an East Coast area code? Um, it's the Midwest, but I am on the East Coast. Oh, interesting. So you are on the East Coast, but this is a Midwest. Yes, number. I just moved to the Philly area. Interesting. Okay. Philadelphia. Okay, so you just moved. And have we spoken with you before? I probably, but it's been a while. Yeah, I'm not remembering, which I normally do. So what's your birth date, Jen? Um, Eight, five. Did you hear me say I'm getting an eight? I don't know if you heard that, but anyway, it's your month. Go ahead. Eight, five, what? 76. 1976. All right. 1323. It's nine. Okay. And you are, interestingly, you're born the same year as our caller that um, was on the air earlier. So you're going to be 46 years old this year. You guys are the same, not the same master number, but she's, but this is the weird thing. She's a nine. He was in his ninth cycle of five. 
because he's 45. She's going to be 46. Yeah. Okay. And so, her change came in 2012. Yeah. You would have had a change in 2012. So... What happened in 2012, 2013? Because you're born in the last. And then we, and then we'll get to your question. Yeah, third of the year, fourth quarter of the year. Oh. What happened? Um, twelve or thirteen. Well, I started a new job in 2011. I'm trying to think of milestones. Oh, um, I had started graduate school. Um, a program in Scotland, but it didn't work out. Mm, doing okay. it um, in Scotland. You said you were doing it online. Did you say? Yes, from the states. <sighs> okay. Anything in your background with like literature writing? Um, anything in that regard? Writing. No, but I work in like records management. Records management. What is that? What is that? I mean, records management. What? Um, so you know, like archives. Yeah. How you manage archives? It's kind of the same thing. Um, uh-huh. Archives are typically like permanent retention, like you keep things permanently. What type like of archives are you dealing with? Well, I work in um, insurance, financial sector. Okay. So I manage records. So you manage records, which are obviously writing. I mean, we're kind of stretching here. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So what's your question? Uh, My question is, you know, I've been looking for a house here in the Philadelphia area, and I'm just getting really discouraged. Um, Do you see... Um, me getting a house. Did you own a home in um, your previous location? Yes, but years before. So you were renting when you moved and now you're renting again? Yes, and most, yeah. I'm in an Airbnb currently. You know someone who's trying to buy a house in Philadelphia? No. Yeah. Um, is your budget like under 200,000? No, it's over. It's over. So, um, between two and five, or are we talking like way higher? Um, I mean, I'm approved for like 330, but I don't want to go that high. So I'm putting like my max at 275, but the way the... Okay. So we're in the twos. So that was, I mean, you're in the twos. So it's, it's, it's just above 200, 275. Okay. Um, You know, in terms of your question, Jen, I want to ask you a question and think this through. And if it doesn't apply to you, then I want you to think of the term and who it might apply to, but the term would be divorce. So either your divorce, your parents' divorce, if we take that term, where does it lead you? I'm not divorced. My parents are not divorced, but both of my sisters. Um, one recently went through a divorce in the last year, and the other one is divorced many years, but remarried. Okay. Sisters divorced. So we're in the nucleus of the family. 
Now, when we take that energy, you're not divorced, your parents aren't, but your siblings are, and one's going through one. Where we go on the first base is you're going to be in a home. You're going to, you're, you will be in a home, and you'll love it. So we, that's what we got so far. So Good. if you're wondering, you know, am I going to be in a home? I, that I wouldn't worry about. What we go, when, we go, when we approach the second base, we have to try to get to more details about the house that I'm seeing. As far as I know, I'm seeing, as far as I know, I'm seeing a brick chimney. So that's the first thing that the camera shows me. There's a chimney, and it's made of bricks. Not all houses okay. have chimneys. But that's the first thing. Um, are you looking for a house or a townhouse or a condo or a, a, a house? A house, they call them like twins out here, or row homes, or row standalone home. condo. And they're brick. There's a lot of brick. Yeah. yeah. Am I right? Okay. Yeah. So now, now we're getting closer. Okay. So there's something to do with that, with that energy. Now I'm going to say a word to you, but after I say it, just don't worry about if it means anything. Don't worry about if it means anything. But the word is Madison. Okay. If it does mean something to you, well, fine. Then you could share that. If it doesn't, don't worry yet. Okay, let's ask her. Does it mean anything to you? I mean, it's kind of a stretch, but there's a coworker. That's his last name, and his wife is from the Philadelphia area. That's, that's not a stretch. That's that's a hit. Yeah. A coworker. <laughs> and he's so, back in uh, the Midwest. It doesn't matter. So, okay, so Madison what, is the last name of the co-worker. So what it means, Jim, is that you finding a home is important because it has to do with your occupation and keeping that stable. So now we know that the universe has to give you a home. They have to find one for you because it has to do with you being stable in your occupation. Are you currently working? Yeah, she's a records manager. Yeah, I know. Yes, and I work remotely. You work for what? Say it's your. Let me turn you up here. I'm almost at top volume. Say that again. I work remotely. Oh yeah, from home. Yeah, that's my okay. Yeah, my company is back in the Midwest. Bad, right. That's okay. That's okay. But now we're getting closer to answering your question. Just um, out of curiosity, Jen, your degrees. So you had uh, you have a bachelor's, and then you tried to get a master's but dropped out. What were those programs? Just just for our knowledge. Um, bachelor's is in history. Okay, bachelor's is in history. Okay, so you know when I said Madison, I was thinking of James Madison, too, which has to do with politics. Well, and we're getting into the whole, I mean, Philadelphia is obviously, you know, the yeah. Union and... Uh, but you see, there's a reason why I mean, she, Pennsylvania. Got a, she got a BA in history because of a past life in politics. Right. That's what I believe. But she's also, I mean, Philadelphia is a heavy... Right. I know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of government history in that area. And then what was mm-hmm. your graduate program? It was in archives and records management. Archives and records management. So anyway, I mean, I would imagine in history there's a lot of writing. Well, in that we're getting now to the Library yeah. of Congress. We're yeah, getting so to all that's... kinds of 
interesting elements about your psyche right. and your past life. And that goes back to the whole literary thing that was coming in the beginning, Library of Congress. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're branching it off to a more... In a window, in a window of time, somewhere between now and August, you have your home. That's in the window. Right now, that's in our window. Somewhere between those frames. The window frame. The window frame. Okay. Okay. Now, do you know anyone? Do you have any personal connection, or do you know of anyone that's in law enforcement? <laughs> yes, and I used to work in law enforcement. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, that's great. You see how it works. So yes. even if we stop the reading here, you're getting. We're giving you validation, and it's mm-hmm. interesting. It, for you, Jen, it should be very exciting because you're calling a psychic show. There's several validations that are being established. And what you should do is say, this is exciting. I'm on my way to getting my home. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay? Good. Yeah. It's just a very stressful time in this market. Well, yeah. don't worry about that. Don't worry about that because you're, you're, the ride you're on is destiny. We haven't seen the clarity of it yet, but we know you're on the road towards getting your home. So don't worry about stressful times. That's superfluous right now to your journey. Okay. Okay. Um, Fine. Last question. I don't know. It's irritating me, so I'm going to ask. I don't. For some reason, cotton, white flowers. I don't know why flowers keep coming in reading. White flowers. Anything with white flowers in your environment, outside. My grandmother's name was Daisy. Okay. Well, that's. So she's coming. The white. But she, but Kristen meant white bread, Wonder Bread. No. <laughs> Uh, so her name is Daisy. I mean, well, Daisy yeah. white, though. Yeah. It can be white. Yeah, Daisy. Yeah. I mean, you can have yellow Daisy so your, as well. your grandmother. Interesting. So we've got some very interesting things going on, Jen. We're way over time, but we hope this has helped a little bit. Where did Daisy live, just out of curiosity, before we close? In the Midwest, where, where I used to live. Midwest, okay. All right. Okay. So that's good. I mean, positive reading. Don't get frustrated. Just keep on the path of looking for home. Whatever whatever avenues that you're using, continue. Do you have a real estate agent? I do. And do, are you happy with a real estate agent? No. Not as much as time goes on. <laughs> so maybe you need to find another real estate agent. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling. I'm questioning that if it's it's a matter of it's the market or if it's the market and him or him. <laughs> Don't worry about the market. Change your real estate. I, yeah, I think so. And maybe a female. I I don't know for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he yeah. What? He he what? He is a male. Yeah, I know he's a male. I mean, I don't think it's a problem whether it's a male or female, but you might have a better better relationship with a female. She might be more sensitive to your needs than a male. Yeah. And he is a male is called being redundant. What? <laughs> he is a male. <laughs> and a little bit. 
in the archives. Unless you keep it. <laughs> Which is a totally different subject, but we don't want to get into the non-PC category here on the show. Find a different, find a different yeah. real estate agent. Don't worry Glad about the stressful time. Get rid of them. Complete this reading with a sense of hope and excitement. Okay. Okay. Anything it was else? very, very insightful. Thank you very Anything much. Anything else? I appreciate before, it. We, before we disconnect, anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. Okay, Jen. Well, um, keep us posted. Keep us posted. Okay, we'll do. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. And Jen, we, we hope you uh, like our page on Facebook, our pages, send us a friend request, or give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. Um, and call us back. We are back on the air tomorrow at 9. Wow. So hopefully we'll hear from some of you then. Bye-bye.